0: very much and thank you for having me it's a real pleasure to be with you so what i'm going to do basically is kind of bridge a, like one and a half hour presentation into like 15 minutes so forgive me if we, if it's dense but i will be around and um, i'm sure you can get my email from trevor or sue when she gets back and I'm happy to talk to anyone who has any concerns. Now, we started off by, oh gosh, that picture. That was like 20 years ago. Like, hello, but that's okay, you know. <clears throat> we do change in age. I'm 76, so anyway. Thank you for the Bible reading. We, we live in a world God created. God created, God names god sets good rules good parameters for behavior and in that reading adam named animals adam named the woman created as a suitable helper words matter god created mankind in his image, male and female he created them. We are embodied bearers of God's image. And in that wonderful tail end of the reading, I just love it. They were naked and felt no shame. And if we read Genesis 1 and 2, God looked on Adam and Eve, naked, no shame, the first ever marriage. In fact, I like to think it was the first ever blind date because he was asleep, opened his eyes, there she was, the perfect woman. And there they were, you know, so in fact, it was the first arranged marriage. And so, and, and that moment, God says, this is very good. How have we, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, moved so far from that very good to where we are today? And all we really have to do is read Genesis 3, when we read very clearly that when we turn away from God, there is a misalignment of everything in our very being. Our desires are misaligned to God's good purpose for our life. Jeremiah 17, the heart is deceitful above all things. Even Jesus in Matthew 15 says, out of the heart comes evil thoughts and adultery. And our very bodies... In Matthew 19, Mark 10, when Jesus is asked about divorce, he points right back to Genesis 1 and 2. And he says, have you not read, you know, in the beginning they were created male and female. And then he goes on to talk about some people are born eunuchs. So even Jesus introduces this misalignment of our biology. And then we read, when we read Romans chapter 1, very clearly how our very... Actions and choices are now no longer in God's good plan. So, how did we get to a point when we have a hundred and plus ways of describing our being and our very desires overrule reality and truth? This is where we are. So all I want to do in the time we have is talk a little bit about the cultural moment we are in, and a little bit about the research and the science. And we deal with this very extensively in our recent book written by myself, but I would never have done it without my dear theological consultants and co-authors. Some of you may have met my dear son, Kamal, when he was here a couple of months ago. And uh, Reverend Rob Smith, who's a Sydney minister who's just finished his PhD in transgender. So three of us wrote that book, The Gender Revolution. So if we can have the first slide, please. Our cultural moment, we live in a time where All sex is like liquid, sexual liquidity, and our very body is a malleable tool. We we have told, your children are told, and you are told, you need to look in to yourself, find your authentic self that somehow is hiding inside of you, that inner feeling, and you have to live it, that self-declared gender identity, this somehow feeling of who you are is this immutable thing in you. But of course, you can also decide every day that you want to change it into one of those 100 plus. So you can see already the problem there. And that sex is socially constructed. Biological sex no longer matters. So we live in a time of what we call a transgender ideology. Now, the word transgender means somebody who is not comfortable with their biological body. That's all it really means. Now, the ideology, so there have always been a few people who feel that way, but the ideology has now pulled that into a cultural phenomenon. And that is where the problem lies. Now, this ideology rests on what we call three shaky pillars. Firstly, a neo-language. Now, I don't have time to go through all the words and of this language. A neo-language that reframes reality and establishes a pseudo-vocabulary. Some would say even a pseudo-religion. All you've got to do is listen to a recent episode where... XPM Julia Gillard was asked about what is a woman, and she took four minutes to, to talk about everything except actually describe a woman as an adult human female. How long did that take? So, there's a whole language around it. Then there's a conflation of the categories of sex, and that's what I want to spend some time on. And of course, this, as I said there, that feelings are immutable, and reality has to be subject to it. So can I have the next slide, please? In this one is what we call our gender tree. Now stay with me here, because I'm going to give you some really quick information. The foundation of our being is in the root system of uterus or womb development, and of course supported by biblical truth. Now, this is a definition that's really good for you to remember. Your sex, your biological sex, is determined at the moment sperm and ovum meet. That whoopee moment when sperm and ovum meet. At that point, your biological sex is determined in the womb of the mother. It is observed visually while in the womb, and only confirmed visually by the doctor. This is important we understand. Right there in the womb, King David writing in Psalm 139 said, you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. When I'm doing youth talks, I say, don't even think that mommy and daddy were knitting, you know. But the reality is, at that point, you are formed. Now, in about, and this is, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop saying if this is an important point, because every point then will be important. In about 0.018%, this clear, warm differentiation is upset go back Genesis 3 our biology can be upset so we have what we call disorders of sex development the word is disorder now the common term for that is intersex now the moment you intersex, you go oh inter in between wrong there is male and female and this tiny proportion of disorders of development are you with me Now, that is used by the ideologist to say that there's male, female, and a third sex wrong, or male, female, and some kind of spectrum in between wrong. So ask me if you want more. Biology is established in the womb. You cannot change your sex once that has happened. You scratch your hand and a few cells fall off. They are sexed. Cells, we can't change it. You cannot be born in the wrong body. That body in the root system womb is your body. And you cannot have the wrong brain. You are born with the brain that you're supposed to have. So that is the root system. From there on, things happen at puberty. And my dear parents with teen or preteen or kids, younger kids or grandparents, You need to talk to your kids about the goodness of the created body. So ask me questions if you want. I don't want to take time on that. Because puberty is a very critical time now. Kids are being told that puberty is optional. If you don't like the puberty you're going through, you can put a stop button and then start again. Wrong. Your puberty is not a Spotify music tract that you can just press pause and start again. You cannot do that open discussions. Okay, so that's biology. Another, what we call gender expression. We use our body to do things in particular ways as male, female, masculine, feminine. Now this is expression. It is how we perform our biology. It is not our identity. Research shows that if we plot male-female behavior, there's about 30% overlap of how we behave. You know that. Just look around. Watch your children. And there will be, you know, if you take curves, there will always be some boys who are very effeminate, but they're still boys. And girls who are quite boyish in their behavior, but they're still girls. That's extremely important, again, important in today's culture. Sexual orientation means who are you attracted to? Now, attraction is not identity. Okay? Get that clarity clear in clarity there. You can, you're attracted to someone that's a desire. What you do with that attraction is always a choice. Okay? That's orientation, attraction. Identity or this feeling of self has no objective evidence. We can ask people, we can do social science research on their attraction, we can observe behavior, we can do science on cells to know biology, but when it comes to identity, it is nothing objective, it is a self-declared something among the hundred plus identities. It is self-declared, seemingly immutable, but it is somebody that whole of society must accept, celebrate, and affirm. That is what, what, what makes it a problem. Now, subjective emotions, not objective reality of biology, has now taken over. So if we can have the next slide. You can see here what now transgender has done to confuse ourselves. So we can call this the 2SLGBTQQIAE, and ask me later about it in detail. But basically, it is stupid, two spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning, intersex, asexual, and recently added eunuch to that. And of course, we put the plus, plus, plus for everything. Then there's the neo-pronouns and what we call dead names. This is somebody who decides, I don't want to be the name that you, mom and dad, have called me at my birth. I will decide on what I am called. Can you imagine how painful that can be for parents? So this reframing of ideology, cut off from the root system and some kind of fantastical Entity of identity taking over the tree. Everything is reframed. Subjective emotions, not objective biology, as I said, becomes this pseudo-reality. Sex, instead of being something that's already established, is said to be something that is only something that is assigned by the doctor. See the difference? Determined in the womb. No, it is just a sign. So it's not immutable. You can change your body to be what? Right, but you can't. You can never change your body. Behavior now becomes indicative of identity. So a little girl who behaves like a boy is told you are a little boy. A little boy who likes doing girlish things, he said, you are a girl. Can you see how that reframing of reality happens? And sexual orientation. Lesbians are being told, stay with me here, that if a male, a biological male says, I am a woman and I am a lesbian, you, lesbian, must be attracted to him and have sex with him, otherwise you are transphobic and bigoted. This is the world we now live in. So what is transgender? I've already told you, it is this feeling. Now, there have always been people who've struggled with the feeling. Very tiny percentage. I worked in 1980. My professor in Hawaii was was working in the area of gender, and I used to help him with his clinics. Tiny adult men. Now we are seeing children and teenagers. So we are not saying... There is no distress. What we are saying is that like the tip of the iceberg, there's a huge amount under the water. And that must be explored, especially in children and teenagers. So there is the distress. In teens, children may feel uncomfortable. In adults, there are various reasons that are given for it, and I won't go there, ask me if you want later. Teenagers, what they call now, given the term rapid onset gender dysphoria, girls who are mainly girls, who are quite girly girls, suddenly come out in their teens and says, I'm a boy. Big big correlation with autism, other neurodivergent conditions, childhood trauma, pornography, um, marriage, parental, uh, marriage breakdowns, a lot of other underlying, remember, iceberg, under the water, but also a very high correlation with internet use and being sucked into the rabbit hole of TikTok, Reddit, uh, Instagram, glorifying transgender and double mastectomies. It's like these teens and are being told if you become you you have problems the rates of anxiety are rising at an exponential rate for teen girls and they're being told if you become transgender you'll be fine and you will find this new glitter family who will keep you happy your parents are now quite abusive because they don't they want you to stay the sex you were you were assigned at birth but we can be your glitter family and sadly Children who are just uncomfortable with not fitting the stereotype are being told you are the other. Again, there is no trans child. I repeat because it's so important there is no trans child. There are children who are uncomfortable with their body, like I was. I was growing up in the tea plantations of Sri Lanka. I was supposed to be baking and cooking and cleaning while my dear brothers were out in the garden climbing trees and having a wonderful time. Why would I want to be a girl? I used to beg my mom, can I go back into your womb and come out as a boy? And she'll say, we'll talk about it in a couple of years. Come, come, let's bake a cake instead. And then I hit puberty and I discovered boys. And I thought that was great. So over 85% of those kids who are uncomfortable will grow out of it. But if we start them on treatment, they will not. Now, I don't have time to discuss the treatment, ask me, but today I'm not, I forgot to check the rules here, in the law here in Queensland, but in New South Wales, we are just about considering the, what they call the anti-conversion bill, which says that if a child, a child of seven or eight Wishes to change their sex and you as a parent say no, I don't think, you know, darling Jane You were born a woman and if you don't immediately affirm you are Abusive and that child could actually be taken away from you. It's happened in Canada Happened elsewhere in the world could easily happen any time here Victoria is kind of on the brink and I'm not certain what your legal things are, but these are kids Autistic, neurodivergent kids, or just plain kids who don't like living by the stereotype. And if we start affirming them and giving them medication, 99% will stay on the medicalization train and even surgery. This is the world your children are growing up in, please talk to them from the time they are very little about God's goodness in their body. Bodies are created good. Can I have the next slide? Thank you. So how then should we respond? We cannot be complacent. That's the bottom line. Complacency is not an option. Parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, New Zealanders who'd have no idea what you're in for today. Uh, We cannot be complacent. We must keep in mind first that we cannot, we have desires and we have God's good created body. Yes, there is a misalignment, but the body is created good our brains are malleable, our desires are misaligned. So we must remember that our culture says change the body to fit your feelings. This is affirmation at any age. We cannot change our sex. It is not possible. So we need clarity which I've given you in 15 minutes I hope. But a deep conviction, that root system on God's word. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are going to face persecution when we stand up for God's word. You already know that. You've come through some of it. But we need to hold this conviction with deep compassion, because whether it be a child or a teen or an adult, distress is real. So we recognize the distress, but we can always look at that underlying part of the iceberg and we be a friend, we be that loving church who is there for the distressed person, looking at the pathology, looking at the social media of teenagers, and we care for people, we provide that community of care. And I'm talking to a couple of people when I came in, I can see already that you have a community of care. Let's be friends to hurting people, increase of what we call detransitioners, young people who have gone through this change and surgery even, and now regret it, and say, why did you do this? I was 14 and you took my breasts off. You know, these are what we call the detractors. Be home to these struggling people. We can do all this, but we cannot celebrate, compromise, or affirm that which God calls sin. That's where we need to hold it. And the most important thing is what you're starting to do now. I just put catechized to go with the various Cs, but talk to your children. Talk to your children. Don't be afraid to talk to them. Prepare your people, which you're doing now. Thank you. And teach your children. Can I have the last slide? And for that, because we love you so much. I know that picture again. We have a whole lot of books that we have. We have a book called Teen Sex. And I think, Bob, where are you? She had a whole set of them anyway. So (laughs) I've signed them all. So... Uh, So we wrote one for teens, which has a chapter on gender. We wrote one for pre-teens, the kind of tweens on adolescence. We have one for birds and bees, which was primary schoolers, which has one little book that actually says talking about gender. But what we really want to push there is actually maybe not there, and that is what we call You and Me by the book. And that is a book that is for preschoolers, for you to teach your littleies that bodies matter. So my dear friends, um, this is a huge topic, but look, I'll be around, please talk to me if you want to email me, I'm sure Trevor can give you, or Sue can give you my email. I don't know whether I've gone over 20 minutes, but thank you very much and God bless you all, and I'll be around if you want to ask me any questions. Thank you and God bless.